Welcome to The Watering Hole, for coaches, by coaches, with coaching at the core. Fill your cup, join us, sit by the fire, and connect. We're on a mission to explore the water of wisdom, well-being, and we, the change makers. Coaching with a capital C. Coaching with a capital C. Coaching with a capital C. How about this? How about we start with um, what is your why for wanting to open this door to communication and learning and wisdom? Kind of like, how does it sit as a meaningful uh, act for each of us? Mm, well, I'll start. Go for it. If that's cool. I, well, first of all, I just want to speak to like the why for me personally, just in the experience that I've had in, you know, knowing both of you individually, but uh, certainly Lorene longer, but like this community that we, this little mini community that we've built is so really beneficial for me personally as a coach in terms of my own self-care and in terms of my own growth as a coach to have these conversations that are really organic but also really highly skilled and highly thought-provoking um really cutting edge to me so I feel like it's keeping me on my edge but it's also really keeping me grounded uh, as a human in you know what I love about what I do and why I do what I do but also like how do I continue to be the best me as a coach that I can be and so for me that's the why it's like how do we what does that really look like to be mindful and to be grounded and to be connected as coaches for the sake of doing our best work and being our best selves. Mm. There's so many, like so many good intersections in that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Take the path, Megan, take the path. Mm -hmm. Anyone you choose. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone you choose. I know I totally, I um, also agree. I think that there's, um, an interesting kind of retrospective that I'm doing for myself hitting the 10 year mark of being in this field of realizing how much it's grown and how much um, like is still misunderstood and still like misconstrued and how much there's all these potentially even more false ideas about coaching out there now than there had there was in 2010 or there was 10 years ago, um, 11 years ago. And so I think that part of what I really appreciate and I, um, with each of you and other people that I know is the, the alignment around the craft and the heart and the soul of the approach and knowing that there's, um, there's trust in that when people can really get it and embody it and know it. And it's not like you feel like you're on the defensive about trying to defend what you do. It's more welcoming. It's more opening. It's more of like, this is what we do and it's really awesome. And it's not totally understood yet. 
And so I so appreciate getting to have those conversations to both ground and, um, and stay on that edge, just like Tracy was saying. But then also, I think that um, the way in which the coaching field has grown, we've predominantly, a lot of people are like dispersed and disconnected. And so to be able to have the space to have the conversations um, is also just super energizing and invigorating. And I know we were joking about being caffeinated, but it's like a different type of energy that comes in when like, you, you know, you can hear the people that like feel it and they see it and they know it and they trust it as an approach and um, are really committed to honoring that versus um, selling out in any sort of way or kind of compromising those values in any sort of setting. Mm -hmm. She chose a path. <laughs> she sure did. Yeah, that was, a, that was, that was definitely <laughs> and, a path. And I, and I already feel the fire. It's like, it, I, I hear it as igniting that passion, right? And reigniting the passion that there's a contagious energy that happens. Yeah. And I also hear some abundance in there, right? Like, like we are, we are uh, embracing abundance here. And I, I think it's super refreshing in coaching to uh, not only embrace an abundance model for ourselves, but be able to really know what that feels like at a visceral level for coaching, right? That rather than being in our silos and, you know, modeling isolation and then trying to figure this out, right? What does this look like to do this in community and to let go of uh, perfectionism and comparative standards and things like that for the sake of generating that energy and really highlighting not only our own skills, but learning from each other and like all that good juicy stuff. I mean, as usual, you, you know, you both speak so much of the same why. I, I think we're so, I mean, that's, that's why we've been having these conversations and that's why we are even here, you know, like thinking about how to continue to be intentional to have these conversations and how to continue to um, create a space um, because it almost for me is like, yeah, we're coming up on this, like, yeah, this decade, um, for all of us and knowing that, you know, some of our former teachers, like in, in the early, were the ones who were really, you know, the pioneers, right. They were really the ones who were pioneering this as even a profession as even a, a field. And then, you know, sort of like we got past some of their wisdom and then not even really knowing for sure where this was all going to unfold and how it was going to evolve. And then here we are, and, and like you said, Megan, like in some ways it's been really helpful. In other ways, it's not been helpful. It's actually kind of confused and dissolved some of what really this is about. And so to, to be amidst that evolution and start to really see where there's, all, there's almost like some that can really get it and are still really on this path of what truly this is you know, this, this looks like and how it can really be and the openings. And then other people are really kind of in this, you know, smaller closed perspective around it. Um, and so for, for me, like for the, our conversations and connection, like not only like, what does it look like to come together and have community as, as what we all do in our work 
and, and also in who we are as individuals um, and have that connection, but also to like find like-minded, like-hearted people who are doing this work and have been doing this work to continue to like ignite, infuse that passion. I mean, it's made me a better coach. It's made me a better Lorene. It's made me a better, you know, because it's in alignment with my values to, to be stoking that, to be, to be thinking about the opening and not have to be in this realm where I'm having to defend and fight and be, you know, boxified, um, the work that I'm doing, like I can, you know, to be able to really flourish and open and expand and be with people that we can have these, these conversations and really like, what is it not, um, not what it isn't, but what it is. Um, so sat so for me, like this is, you know, just like, it's like, we're like getting to level up in making this important, you know, kind of like, like I tell, you think you both tell your clients, like sometimes just setting that appointment to meet with your coach, that alone is the step that alone is saying that this is important to me. I'm going to set time aside. I don't know exactly what's going to come out of this, but I'm going to set time aside, right. To, to make this thing important enough that I'm going to talk about it. I don't know what I'm going to do about it, but I'm going to talk about it. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to. And so I almost feel like, you know, we've already been doing that on some level. And this is just the next level to say, like, we're going to take time to make this important enough to, 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 to continue to show up and connect and talk about it and think about it and hopefully expand and, and grow in it um, and see where it takes us, which is super fun. So like, mm-hmm you know, super fun. I mean, it's been fun. And, and, and I, my why is that I, I hope I want it, you know, to be, continue to be fun, um, in the exploration. Um, I love that. I love that idea of like really highlighting the importance and, and getting to enjoy the unfolding. Um, and I, and I really hear this desire that we all share to really fill in some of the gaps around misinformation and just to grapple with clarity. Not only, not to say that any of us have like, you know, ownership of any clarity um, and yet, um, you know, really highlighting what we don't know and also highlighting what we've learned and, and being able to start to share that so that we can kind of, address that potential rift that we feel in terms of number one, you know, um, understanding of what, what coaching really is um, and highlighting that on a, on a much bigger level that it's not just, you know, a one, two, three technical, you know, check boxes. Um, but I love what you said, Lorraine, about being out of that box and then understanding what it is in the most expansive version. Totally. I think this is the, the fun part that I think that we all know is that the coaching approach is really powerful and it works and we don't totally know hundred percent why. And I think that that's part of the, the interesting kind of conundrum in the growth of the field is that there's not a ton of research yet behind it. There's not, you know, they're trying to grow an application about where coaches are working and how they're working and what that looks like, which is wonderful. And at the same time, um, people can kind of default 
to where there is research. And oftentimes that doesn't include coaching. And I know that um, part of the way that we've talked about it is kind of distinguishing coaching with a capital C or a lowercase C. And that's what that like makes me think about is you can coach somebody, but you're not necessarily functioning as a coach or you can, you can have a coach, but are they actually coaching? And so I think that that's an interesting thing to think about with the the juncture of where things are. And I know that this is also part of our collective motivation is that having these conversations in Lorraine's backyard or in Tracy's backyard or at my place, it's like, there's, um, there is a difference between lowercase c and uppercase c. And um, to support everybody, the hope in creating this, like this version of a coaching conversation is to record it so that other people can be out there to bring in other voices who can also help to support and, and add in a really wonderful way. Um, and to know that there's a way for this information to get out and get disseminated beyond just the individual connections each of us has to different people who are also doing the work. Well, and, and just to even dive a little deeper, um, because why not uh, <laughs> take that dive? No, I, I love, you know, the the energy that happens when we have the bigger conversation and recognizing that we can have all the tools and we can have the certification um, but how we show up who we are um, the spirit of coaching um, it's something that you know I have spent a lot of my of my own energy really invested in continuing to advocate for because you know we can very much implement this coaching with a lowercase c on a lot it, it, it's a lot of it's about scalability a lot of it's about serving the masses and I and I'm all about accessibility I'm all about getting people connected um, in ways that feel really supportive um, and yet it's so important to hold the bigger process um, as sacred in a way, right? And to hold that, you know, you can, you can check off all those boxes and yet is that really coaching with a capital C, right? What does that look like to really sit and hold space with someone and really honor their process? That's what I think is so magical about coaching is it really is, uh, it, it really is a selfless act of allowing someone to really be fully in their own truth, mm -hmm. to really fully uh, identify and develop their own inner compass, mm -hmm. right? That that, mm -hmm. that wisdom truly comes from our own experience, our own learning our own understanding and to have someone to really be able to reflect that to mirror that to be grounded enough in themselves to be able to truly hold that space for someone else mm -hmm. um, I just think it's such a beautiful kind of core essence of what coaching can be mm-hmm and what do you think, just for everyone, what, like, if you were to um, think about it, what would be the distinction between lowercase c and capital C? 
Because I feel like Tracy just mentioned part of it, but what is, I think from each of us, it'd just be interesting to think about what would be the difference between lowercase and capital? So many, so many things. I mean, Tracy just, Tracy just touched on like, you know, coaching with a capital C, like the essence of coaching, the soul of coaching, the soul of the coach and how they're showing up and holding that space, how they're able to truly get curious, like curious with a capital C, you know, to truly cultivate with a capital C that space and cultivate that connection with a capital C, like truly holding it sacred. You know, when you capitalize something, it's important, right? It's, it's, it's like bigger than the rest for a reason. It's, um, you know, the English major in me is like, there's, it's, it's, you know, like it's, there's, there's reasons, right. That we, we capitalize, you know, Mr. And Mrs. And doctor and, you know, senor and senora. And like, and, you know, there's reasons. Um, and, and so it's really elevating and saying, this is, this is important for the, both the, both the, 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 the person receiving the coaching and the person who is, is providing that coaching space, coaching with a little C is the, is the, is the, it's, it's capitalistic, it's mechanistic, it's, you know, scalable, right? It's, it's the scalability, which again, I'm totally with Tracy, all about accessibility. But if you, if you lose these other elements to scale, you no longer are, are, are doing, providing that, that magic, that essence, that thing that we don't quite, quite know yet, like the, of why it works. Um, because then the coach is not able to show up fully and hold that space. Um, and the, and it doesn't, you know, it's, 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 I mean, it can, but it's not the same, right? So it doesn't have the same respect, the same, um, savorability. So, so for me, like, you know, those are immediately some of the things that like, like are on different sides of like, if I was to make a list, you know, this is coaching with a little C, this is coaching with a big C, um, those are like some of the things that I immediately just kind of disseminate, um, you know, little C you check boxes, right. Um, coaching with a capital C, I feel like is very infinite mindset coaching with a little mm. C I feel like is very finite mindset. Um, it's, it's mm. very, it's very much like, and this is, I don't even know, you both tell me if now I'm like getting too far, but like it, it, it very much reminds me of even when we're working around with people with mindset, right? Like when they're stuck in these certain sorts of mindsets that are limiting them, the all or nothing, the black and white, the perfectionist, like when suddenly they like realize how that's like, that's like keeping them small. It's holding them back from creating, from being who they are, from truly like expressing their authentic self. It's like, whoa, it's like a light bulb. Right. And then it's like, okay, well, how do I start to change that so that I can truly be my full self and my authentic self. And so it feels like coaching with a little C is it's, it's, it's keeping, it's keeping the work and the profession and the, the clinician and even the potential for the work, it's keeping it there. Mm-hmm. And when we're, you know, when we're, when we're really, really try, I mean, what we're really doing is helping people connect with their true authentic selves. Like, yeah. how can that be? only done in a checkbox, you know, in a smart goal, in a, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> not, that those, yes. not that those things are yes. valuable, but they can't only be right. I agree. Go, yeah. go, go, I go. Say, I, I apologize for interrupting. I think 
to me, coaching with a lowercase c is getting people to do stuff. It's, and the coach therefore to get the person to do the thing that globally speaking, they should do, should in air quotes. Mm. And um, it's, it's getting people to do stuff. That's the checkbox, right? It's just to like get them to do the thing, which is entirely different than holding space for the person that you're working with to like think about what they want to do for themselves and why, and where does that connect with that authentic place for sure. And I think that like you mentioned the curiosity, the connection, all of those pieces, I think is, um, it's interesting because I think that as a coach with a capital C, it also, you have to get really comfortable with being in the ambiguity and being in the mm -hmm. unknown and like mm -hmm. not having to feel pressure to be the expert, not having feel pressure to define success in any one way, but to really like hold that space and get in there and then feel it out. And to think about where are they? Where are you meeting them? Where do they want to go? Kind of how does this fold in? And to always think about um, building that self-efficacy and resilience and agency and confidence. But there's so many soft ways to do that. And and strong ways to do that. It's not mm -hmm. just check boxes or getting people to do stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's where, um, when, when coaching is defined as a lowercase c with the check boxes, it's put so much pressure on that to-do list, mm -hmm. which is very, very yes. different than getting comfortable with like getting in the unknown with somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, getting that's... into that nuance, getting mm -hmm. into that in-between space from what is known and really, you know, we've talked about this too, that it really transcends those limiting factors, right? To be able to transcend those limiting factors is to be able to step outside of what is known and to kind of move into that exploratory territory, <laughs> exploratory territory. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we've talked about how it's not, it's not about time, for example, whether you you could spend one moment with someone and have a coaching experience. <laughs> you mm. could spend, you know, 20 minutes with someone and have a coaching experience. You could spend an hour, you know, whatever that amount of time is. So I think it's important to really highlight that coaching with a capital C is not just about how much time in the, in the, in the clock sense, but really that this process transcends time because we can hold presence in a way that is really in that in-between space. And I was also thinking as both of you were talking about how we can't solve the problem with the same paradigm and the same model that created the problem. And mm. so it's, it's, and I see this over and over in my own coaching world is we keep trying to, uh, we keep trying to emerge into something greater using the same kind of, you know, hammer that we've been kind of beat down with. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think coaching with a capital C is also about courage with a capital C mm. to, to really <clears throat> be those pioneers, like our, you know, role models, our teachers. Um, and what does that look like in a, in a, emerging paradigm shift even now in 2021 what does that thought leadership look like what does what does coaching with a capital c like look like feel like sound like 
And I think too about like the cocoon and butterfly analogy, right? That we can shortcut our way, we can check off the boxes, but what, what kind of transformation is that going to offer us? You know, are our colors gonna be as bright as they could be? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so getting goosebumps um, right now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I also, I think that this is also part of the fun is, is playing in the metaphor and playing in the analogy and playing in the imagery. And I think that that, um, you know, is, is part of the skill set that isn't, isn't always correlated with smart goal setting. It's not correlated with MI all the time, right? A lot of people think coaching is just motivational interviewing to get people to do the thing um, or the, the stuff. But I think that so much of it is so much more about um, allowing room for richness and uh, allowing room for transformation. Because if you're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole, like you were saying with the, um, the old paradigm and working within that, um, it's going to be, even if people are successful, it's going to be really shallow, right? It's going to be like, oh, okay, I, I started off this morning by drinking water. I've done that for the last 30 days. Like this habit is, is adopted. Um, but that's really different than being able to get to the depth of something and to allow that, that depth to propel the discovery in moving forward. And I think that that's where a ton of that courage comes from for sure. And I think part of what is is also challenging with the misperceptions of coaching is I think it's both on potentially like companies, employers, physicians, other healthcare professionals, et cetera, et cetera. But it's also on on behalf of the clients sometimes, right? Where they want like the easy fix or they want like what I call the infomercial mentality has like taken hold. And it's more about like, how cool is it though to get to go deeper? However deep is comfortable but let's talk about this transformational um, like unfolding that can really come from within versus just like adopting habits of a morning routine or adopting habits of any sort of other type of routine or pos- like positive change. And it's, so people limit it, um, it gets limited from both ends sometimes. And I think that that's part of the work that I know we've all done in with clients and also professionally is to try to open from both sides. Mm-hmm. And to try to like create that expansion and imbue that trust and imbue that ability to like, like, let's see where this can go and let's learn about it. And let's not assume we know everything, but let's also not try to conscript just so that we can feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. There's like so much coming up for me, like with this, because like one thing I hear you say, Megan, is like coaching with the lowercase C is, is very, I mean, it's in what you're saying, Tracy, it's the paradigm that caused the problems. So why would we use the same paradigm to fix it? Like it's very outcome output oriented, get people to do the thing, right? Like target behavior. I, you know, I remember physicians walking in my office and, and they're like, get this person to comply, you know, get this person to do the thing. They're not doing the thing for their health, get them to do it. It's like, oh, okay. That's what, that's, that's the thing. Right. Um, whereas like in this capital C land, it's, we're really like, like what you're saying, Megan, we're really getting into the weeds. It's the journey mindset. It's like, I don't know that either of us know exactly what the next step is, but I'm going to be right here with you to figure it out. You know, like we're going to, we can, we can forge and find our way together. And it's so 
interesting because our, our cultural model for health has been, you know, prescription top down, like, top top down. down, right. Yeah. Like mm. they tell me what to do and then I may or may not do it. Right. Yeah. And so there's, there's this like tendency. I think that the people almost feel, it does feel more comfortable, you know, to kind of be in like for both, for both coaches professionally and both for the client to be in this sort of lowercase land. Cause it's like, okay, I create the habit. I create the change. I got, did the thing. I move on. Right. It's, it's, it's just more comfortable to be in that realm and to do it like that. But what, what you're talking, what we're talking about is like, well, what's behind the thing, you know, like, and what's going to help you sustain the thing or what's going to help you when you, when you lose the thing and you, what you might want to come back to the thing, or you don't know if you want to come back to like, what's really going to like, can we, like, and can we, can we be in this together and get curious along the way? Mm. So it's almost like the thing becomes like a, a way to almost just start to like get, get, like get, get into it and have fun and play. So it's not, no, no longer about the thing anymore. Right. It's like, now it's about like the adventure around the thing. And then, then sometimes what I think is amazing is that sometimes people grow, you know, I don't even want that thing, you know, like that thing, that, that thing that, that, that the doctor, like, yeah, I, I mean, I think there's a lot of value, but for me, you know, I'm, this weight, this body that I'm in at right this moment in time, like I feel like this is healthy for me and that's mm. where I want to be. And, and I'm going to yes. do some other deeper work. That's what I think is more important, you know, like, so it's like, that's, yeah, that's thing, a great example. You know, Lauren. like the thing illuminates the, the, really the things if, especially if, if they're willing to like, like trust. And if we're willing to show up and be in that space with them, um, and like you said, Megan, it's not comfortable. And I think it's also, it's also high risk of empathy fatigue, right? It's like a high risk of empathy fatigue on our part because it's, it's it takes a lot of empathy to, to, to stay there with someone and, you know, compassion fatigue, we all know about empathy fatigue. I feel like is a, is a whole nother level, um, and so if we're in a coaching with a lowercase C f- framework, but we're showing up like coaches with a capital C, we are in a super high risk of empathy fatigue. Mm, um, that's such an amazing point. And I think it raises the question there. of, yes, we're, well, yeah, we've all been there. We've all been for there a long, for a long time, really. And, and thankfully these conversations and these, um, sort of elevations that we provide to each other and I think is very possible is to like help us move beyond to move beyond that um and and I guess that leads me to the bigger question of what are we missing out on what is everyone missing out on when we stay in Mm. that model of coaching with a lowercase c and I heard some really important pieces uh sustainability Mm-hmm. right? Like we miss out on like that longevity of not just habit formation for the sake of checking off the box that I hit that goal, but habit integration into mm. the whole, the whole of who I am mm. and the future that I'm, that I am emerging into, right? Like that is what a habit is about. 
Well, especially <laughs> goosebumps. Because it's yes. Goosebumps. Like I just said, like the adventure, but that's what you do. It's, it's sustainability, mm-hmm. right? It's the sense of adventure. It's the sense of something greater. This is not about a weight on a scale. Maybe it starts out there and there's nothing wrong with meeting us where we're at. If that's what it's about at this point in time. And we get to ask those bigger questions with the coaching with the capital C, like we get to go into those domains that aren't necessarily comfortable. They're often unknown territory. It's that space in between, right? Where am I at now? And where do I want to be? That's that space between. And I think that with that too, that's where, again, so much, I feel like, um, we've been given such a limited slice of the pie by corporations and by healthcare settings and by we want the whole pie people whole who pie. more you know they have like in their- a lot of whipped cream oh yeah <laughs> yeah they, they they think that they have more right to the space than we do and i think that that's um and it's all again part of what makes us like feel sometimes like tug of wars because it's it's like what paradigm are you in or how is this working or how is this similar how is this different but I think that there's so much around also like why now is for me is um, I think when I decided to become a coach I didn't realize how young the field was at the time I was just like this sounds fun you can do this professionally how do you do that. Um, but then now kind of seeing how it's grown and, you know, we're obviously in the Bay area, which is like coaching bubble, um, a coaching bubble is here, um, with like digital health and all of these things is looking at, um, not wanting to be limited or not wanting to be conscripted or not having the way in which people are thinking of using coaching in these settings, Mm -hmm. lowercase c, to cause too much of a wave for those of us that are in uppercase C land, where mm. it's it's continuing to discount our abilities. It's continuing to give you only the small piece of the pie. And yeah, mm. where's the bigger pie? Where's the whipped cream? Like just right. filling of it, right? There's so much more that's there. And I think yes. that I notice that I crave um, so deeply the the people who want that, the people mm. who believe in that, mm. the people who, you know, where there's space for that. And I think, Maureen, like you were saying, um, especially again, when I did my training program, I didn't realize I was learning from one of the pioneers at the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. But now just to like, remember that and to see what her contribution has been and where that's gone and how it's grown, it's kind of like, oh, um, there is a strong ability to run the next leg of the race. And not that it's always like a race or not that it should be a hamster wheel, but like, this is the time to bring it forward, Mm -hmm. right? Like next, next level. Next that next level. level stuff. Next level. Mm-hmm. And part of that is again, like letting it be more expansive and having more yes. of that arena. And if we really want to partner with somebody in their life, um, you know, it's, it's seeing the full picture, right? It's not looking yeah. at your life through an isolation of a presenting concern or a behavior that they're wanting to focus on. It's really seeing stuff in a much broader way. And one of the clients that I was working with, um, who also is very down for analogies, which is really great. But we were talking about how life for him has a lot been a pendulum swing. And mm-hmm. his idea of like behavior change and stress management is to, to not let that swing feel so violent, 
Mm-hmm. But a lot mm-hmm. of what we've talked about as we've gotten to know, you know, himself, his values, where he's coming from, what he wants a lot more is honoring the tension of holding the middle mm-hmm. and not letting mm-hmm. the pendulum swing so much. And not to say it's mm-hmm. bad if it does swing, but that's what, like, if we, it's kind of ironic because if we can take a much more expansive view, we can honor this middle ground in a much more mm-hmm. depth oriented way mm-hmm. that is way more transformative and way more profound. Um, and is a journey to like understand that and get there and hold it. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful example, Megan, of, of this idea of genuine partnership that we're alluding to here. And I think you touched on a really essential intersection in this around um, shared power, shared leadership, uh, shared accountability, and this paradigm shift from these top-down models where only at the top 1% are we holding all of the decisions, the resources, uh, the everything that guides how that coaching with a lowercase c ends up manifesting. Whereas, you know, we are on the brink right now in our culture around with, with social justice, with how we are looking Mm -hmm. at true liberation in our fields of change and or not only at the organizational level but at the personal level that in order to really do that we are going to need to like for our survival and also for our best interest to embrace that shared that shared power and to really acknowledge that on all levels, like on a really, like if we take this into more of a spiral idea or a circle idea, that this is not a linear, Mm-mm. you know, top-down model. So what a beautiful example of you with your client doing that very thing, that through that process together, right? There's no expert in the room other than the person themselves and their own inner landscape kind of guiding that navigation to the the middle Mm -hmm. that middle place that sweet spot we've called it that Mm -hmm. yeah you know that gray area that nuance that in between like all of that that you know we can only do in shared partnership Mm -hmm. so how can we expect to not do it at the top at the top levels where it's you know emerging from and then try to do coaching with a a capital C when we're in a system that's still a lowercase c that's a really Mm. important question too right Mm. for sure Mm -hmm. this is where all of our inner rebel is also a little bit present because I know that (laughs) all do have a little bit of an inner an inner fighter that's in there too (laughs) but it's partially where like this is part of our, our I know our collective and individual motivations for this too is like uh, resistance mm. of the system, right? Resistance of, um, you know, what the, the way in which people have tried to do it so far and given the knowledge, given the wisdom, given the experience, how do we create that space to broaden it and to um, demonstrate value in resistance and in mm. creating a different path? Such a, it's such a delicate dance, you know, because I, all of our, I think all of our collective experience, wisdom, and, and also, you know, mission 
honors the, the, the rebel and the resistance and the value in that. And also honors like in the dance to know when to sort of push and when to sort of fall. Like the, it, it can't be all, again, it can't be, you know, just the fight, you know, and it can't be just the, the, you know, the acceptance. And I, I really want to just like speak homage to the pioneers and to how this field has evolved because a decade ago, like, you know, it was a little of the wild, wild west. I mean, like Megan, you're like, oh, this sounds like fun. I could get paid doing, you know, like it was like, you know, I remember, I remember, you know, my original, you know, mentor and teacher not completely realizing how much of a pioneer that she had been to get it to, you know, and saying like, just wait five to 10 years, this is going to be in all the healthcare settings, it's going to be reimbursable. And I was like, what? I don't know. Like, you know, this, that, I don't know. And, and so now seeing like, because anyone could call themselves a coach, right? So now we've like come to, okay, we've got, you know, NBHWC, we've got NBME, we've got, I mean, motivational interviewing continues to have iterations, like they, you know, that, that continues to expand and evolve. So that's not even a stagnant approach, you know, that they continue to evolve and research and, you know, that's really at the core of coaching. So that's even, that's, but that's still moving and growing and expanding and changing. And so I really want to honor like what, the pioneers did this said we need to have some sort of in this to be able to to be able to get in the system we have to have some sort of set you know standard so so I really honor that it was like to, to be able to use this work and expand the work we got to find an entry point right and we have to mm -hmm. find a way to like we have to find a way and so I really I really honor the dance that you know they were really thinking for you know forward this is what we need so now we have it, but then it's this, it's the other side of the dance, right? So now that like we have it, that can't limit it, right? So mm -hmm. it's like, it's this right. like, like, okay, so now we have some definition, we have some entry point, we have some standardization, but let's not let that squelch it. And let's mm -hmm. not let that be the, be the end all. Like, it's like, okay, it still has to have life. It still has to have iterations. It still has to have expansiveness. Um, well, and what contribution, you know, contribution with a capital C, like mm -hmm. what can the professionalization of this field contribute to the bigger picture, mm -hmm. right? Like as, as coaching is, um, more and more defined in these professional realms. Um, we, we have to be able to have a seat at the table in terms of that co-creation mm -hmm. of models of care, mm -hmm. right? Like we're not just there to execute. <laughs> we're not just execute, executors of kind of the, the trickle down um, but we are, we have a great contribution to what the overall model can look like. Mm -hmm. Totally. And, and it is a dance. It's very, very true yeah. that especially the, the time in which where the field is now and how far it's come and where it's trying to go, it is a dance and it is the, the ask for the seat at the table or the demand for the seat at the table um, is a part of that next wave. And I think that that's where, again, these conversations, getting, having, building community to people who are interested in these conversations and growing these conversations and seeing that next, um, the next leg of things come forward. This is, this is all of, again, the whys of why we're doing this. Yeah. Um, 
And it's a beautiful parallel with the coaching model with an individual as well, that the individual in the room being coached needs to have a seat at their own table, (laughs) that this is not just about being told what to do, that this is about their own resistance, being able to show up in the room, their own ambivalence, their own questioning of what is truly going to serve me and my process. Um, It's a beautiful parallel, right? Mm -hmm. If we look at that relationship and then we go to a a more macro level, Mm -hmm. right? Like all the players in the room. But that's, and that's the alignment, right? That's, and that's the misalignment of coaching with this little C is it's asking, it's asking you to be one thing in the coaching space and, but be something totally different in our organization and, and, or in your life, like, like, Mm -hmm. like do this for them, but don't do this in reality. And, and so I really, I think that's just such a, a great point, Tracy is, and, and it does really parallel is that coaching with a capital C is saying, you know, just like with motivational interviewing, like it's not, don't do MI on people, you know, be MI, embody MI. And, um, and so don't do coaching on people, (laughs) right? That's just manipulation. Yeah. Yeah. Be, Mm -hmm. be a coach, embody coaching, embody the ethics, embody the values in all your places as a parent, as a friend, as a colleague, as the way that you shape your organization or your collective or your collaborative, like, like Mm. if, you know, if, and that's what I think is, you know, just to sort of bring it full circle, like when we were talking about doing this podcast, let's just do it in the way that we do. do Let's let's just, you know, let's embody the same thing that we do all the time for like, let's do this for, you know, for this, for this space. Um, Mm. Yes. So lovely. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. And I think that that's another part that I know that we're all, um, it's so interesting you brought that up because I think that it is something that brings it really full circle is that coaching with a lowercase c for your, for the person doing it maybe doesn't extend beyond the workplace. Coaching Mm -hmm. with a capital C and I I should say extend beyond the workplace being like in getting people to do the thing. But it, coaching with a capital C is a lot more of an embodied stance that you, that's a part of who you are mm-hmm. and you bring it with you everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. And it is that modeling and it is that um, being mirrors in different ways at the mm-hmm. same time that can be helpful for letting people know that there's a different way, like there's yes. a different option. And um, what is it like to be curious about that? Mm-hmm. And there's a receiving in that. There is a there is a mutual benefit and there's that's that part about being fully human and and so I'm so glad you brought that home Megan around just that it's it goes beyond you know just that one interaction or that series of interactions it's a trickle effect Mm -hmm. so emanates yeah, I'm, I'm grateful to you both. And, you know, to all the folks that, you know, are in this conversation, um, because that's that trickle effect and that sort of the positive contagion that we want to be in. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, 
And I just want to be mindful and respectful of time. <laughs> I know, as we all know, we can go over by like 15 hours. So um, <laughs> I was like, this go is on like, and on. This could be a slumber party conversation. <laughs> never ends. And next thing we know, it's like the sun is coming up and we're like, oh no, it happened again. <laughs> um, but what we can yeah, We know it will continue. We know it will continue. So many, I mean, I'm just like, I'm not done. Like coaching with a capital C is like, <laughs> it's like an opportunity to like elevate your own, like your own self-care. And it's like an opportunity to say like, not only like I have to, I, I have to take care of myself to be able to do this work. It's like the highest form of activism is to like coach with a capital C. Like, I'm just like, this just keeps it's going. Good. It just keeps going. <laughs> well, look at Laureen, look at Laureen continuing to find her voice, her coaching yeah. voice. <laughs> and I think that it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the healthy dissonance, right? It's the, the purposeful dissonance. It's the, um, and that's kind of like the resistance that's there too, but Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. there's got to be that tension to be able to move move us yes totally I love it yay